Hey there. Welcome to the Loco Travel Life Podcast, where we, two moms and sisters, share our experiences of traveling with our kiddos. I'm Lindsay, or as my nephews call me, Lolo. And I'm Carly, aka Auntie Coco, and we're your hosts. Let's face it, flying with kids can be overwhelming. Sometimes even so much so you can talk yourself out of it altogether. Today, we want to encourage you. Even though flying with kids can be hard, it's worth it. And you can do this. In my experience, there's this expectation flights should be quiet. Passengers should be uninterrupted and children should be seen but not heard on flights. It's unrealistic, and there is so much pressure on us as parents to try to not be that parent with the screaming child on the plane, except sometimes that happens. I personally haven't quite mastered this yet, but it's important for me in those moments when Kai is having a hard time to remember this is just a moment. It's a lot for a two-year-old to sit well-behaved for an extended period of time. It's okay if he has a moment where he's screaming. And it's okay that he's processing that externally. Can you talk a little bit about how you handle those somewhat judgmental looks that you might get from other travelers when your kids maybe aren't as perfectly quiet as other travelers might expect? Really, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It's me and my kids. We've paid the same amount of money as everybody else on this plane. We have to get from point A to point B. It's not going to be perfect. And they can think what they want. A lot of us when we're traveling, even as adults, are all screaming on the inside because things aren't going the way we want it to go. Something on the trip has already set us off. We didn't get the seat we wanted. Our luggage cost more than we were expecting. You ran into somebody you didn't want to see in the airport. Kids are experiencing these moments just like adults, obviously on a different level with what they're experiencing. It could be they didn't get the snack they wanted, or maybe the pressure in their ears has finally gotten to them. However, kids have the luxury of expressing themselves out loud. They're able to validate what's happening to them by acting out, screaming, or crying on the plane. Adults, we have to keep that all inside and bottled up. If somebody's looking at me, you can take it for what it's worth, but this is a moment in time. I'm not here to please everybody else. I'm here to make sure my family gets where we need to go so we can enjoy the trip. We just need to hang in there and get to our destination. For as many judgmental looks as you can get, you can also get some supportive ones. When we're traveling and flying, especially Lolo, I know it's important to both of us to be looking around and seeing all those other mamas out there traveling with their kids. Do you say anything to them? Do you talk to them? Do you encourage them? What do you, what do you think? This is an interesting question, but something that I've made a point to do on trips, or even especially when I'm traveling alone, I travel for business trips. I do travel a good amount of time by myself. What I've noticed about myself recently is I make a point to let other mamas know that I see traveling with their families, that they're doing an amazing job. At the end of a flight, if I notice that a toddler maybe was having a rough time or maybe the mom just looks exhausted, I just look at them and I just say, you are doing an incredible job. You made it out of the house on time. 
Just the logistics alone of getting to the airport, moms and families deserve an award for making it on the plane in general. And then managing the flight with your toddler and your family. I make it a point to encourage those mamas and let them know that they are doing such a great job. Thankfully, I've gotten to experience this type of encouragement that Lolo was talking about and positive attitudes from others. On a recent flight, a lovely mother and daughter were sitting in front of us. They actually turned around and asked if our kids would enjoy suckers. They picked up at the gift shop. We were touched by their generosity and kindness towards our family and children. It was a small gesture, but I remember it and felt so supported and flying with our kids for a moment in time from complete strangers. And kind of like that family was to you, Coco, that they gave you those suckers. And that was such a pivotal moment. And that was such an encouragement to you. Absolutely. It's the little things that matter, those words of encouragement. And even in those moments where your kid didn't do the best, people say, hey, you really hung in there. Good job. Everybody's been there, even when we don't think they have. Can you tell our listeners about a time when flying went smoothly? And maybe when it didn't go so well and what you did in both situations? Flying with my children has been a relatively smooth process for me the last five years. Monroe was a professional little flyer with me in the early stages. I mean, he rode his first flight with me at one and a half months old. I don't even think he made a peep the whole time. I can't really complain other than I think one trip he was trying to like jump over the seat. Wait a minute. He was trying to jump over the seat? Tell us more about this. It was a late flight and Monroe was maxed out, needing to expel as much energy as possible because he didn't want to be flying anymore. The tablet wasn't working. Nothing in my bag of tricks was helping. He just needed to jump like a crazy person. This is one time I can say flying was more challenging than others. Honestly, though, as a family, we fly pretty smoothly in general. Thankfully, my children will watch and play on their tablets or fall asleep on a flight. I can't tell you that I have some magic potion that I give them. (laughs) It just is the way they have adapted to flying and they think it's fun and a good time and we just do it. Flying is actually one of my preferred methods of travel. It provides excitement, anticipation. My kids enjoy airplanes. They think that they're cool. They want to experience that. We talk about all of the things that are going on at the airport. We get to ride shuttles. We get to do things that we don't normally get to experience on a day-to-day basis. And I think that helps us all mentally prepare. That insight and your perspective is really helpful because I think it can be so scary to think that, oh, flights are going to be really hard. And at least in my experience and what sounds like from your experience, for the most part, the flights go relatively smoothly. Do you have things that have gone smoothly, things that haven't gone so well? Can you tell us about them? Give us your specifics and experiences. By far the hardest flight that we've had was on the red eye back from Hawaii. Our flight from Maui to Chicago and then Chicago to Cleveland. We had two legs on the way home. The first leg was seven hours. Quite honestly, I expected Kai to sleep for most of it. In hindsight, I probably should have expected him to not sleep for the majority of it and maybe it would have gone a little bit better. 
In general, during that flight, he was pretty happy with snacks in his tablet. That only lasted for so long. And seven hours is a really long time for adults. It's like an enormous amount of time for a toddler. He would get upset periodically, right? He was overtired. The child did not nap during the day and he did not sleep. So I have an overtired child. But the biggest thing for me was that expectation piece of other travelers, of not wanting to interrupt their sleep or interrupt their flight. And I just remember looking at my husband and just taking a deep breath and remembering kind of like what you said earlier, Coco, we paid for his ticket. He wasn't quite two at the time yet, so he technically could have been a lap infant. I wasn't about that life. Was it hard because it was so long? Yes. Overall, and when I look back on it, he really didn't scream for very much. If I had to do it all over again, I would absolutely do it. I think stepping out of your comfort zone and doing it and taking the trip was well worth it. Kudos to you and Obi for even attempting it. Otherwise, I mean, you would have just stayed home and enjoyed Ohio in what, March or February? And how fun is that? For him to have only had a hard time on the way back, that's pretty great. It's pretty incredible what he did. And I'm so thankful that we took the trip. I had been thinking about it for a pretty long time and I almost talked myself out of it just because of the flight time alone. I am so grateful that I took that leap, just trusted myself that we could do it and it might be hard, but it would be worth it. What kind of pep talk do you give yourself before flying with Kai? I usually call you for that pep talk. I usually just channel my inner Coco. You mean after that? Yeah, I do mean after that, but I'm so excited to know that you use me. Okay, so after I've channeled my inner Coco, and after I've probably talked to you on the phone, my inner pep talk sounds like, you can do this. I look at the flight time, and quite often, most of our flights are between one to three hours, and I say something to myself like, you can do anything for one hour. You can do anything for two hours. Really giving myself that perspective of it's a short period of time. At the end of this, we will be at our destination or we'll have a break, we'll have our layover, and then we can do it again. Just reminding myself that I can do this. It's only temporary. Okay, Coco. So if one of our listeners called you up for the pep talk, you usually give me what advice would you give them? As they're preparing for flying with their families. You got this. You can take the trip. You can handle anything that comes your way. Take a deep breath and roll with the punches. You've got this travel thing. You're going to make it to your destination and it is going to be so worth it. If you've been wanting to book a trip, but flying has been overwhelming to you, I just want you to book that trip. You'll get to the other side and you will feel you made the right decision. I hope that us providing these perspectives really helps you know that flying with kids is possible. Sometimes things don't go as planned, but in general, it's a great experience and I would change nothing. No bad flight, no screaming flight for the experiences that I've had while flying. Today, we focused on mental preparation. You know that pep talk you sometimes need before flying, but we know there are probably a ton of unanswered questions about the actual logistics of flying with kids, aka car seats. On our next episode, we're going to be answering some of those questions. Think, should I bring the car seat on the plane? Do I gate check it? 
How do I get it through the airport? So be sure to tune in in two weeks for that episode. If you enjoy today's episode, we'd love to connect with you on Instagram. So head on over to Loco Travel Life and leave us a comment on what you found helpful from today's episode or what questions you might have about traveling with your kids. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Loco Travel Life podcast. Until next time, Loco Travel Lifers, get out there, face the Loco, and enjoy your next adventure. You've got this.